This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Wave your hands, just give all the praise. Just say thank you, Jesus. We love you. We magnify your name. Blessed be your name forever and ever. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold the Bible in your hand and let's just read 2 Samuel chapter 12. And I start from verse 15. 2 Samuel 12, 15. And Nathan departed from his house unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare to David, and it was very sick. And David therefore besought God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the hearth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of the house feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will we, how will he then vex himself? If we tell him that the child is dead. But when David saw that the servant whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servant, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. And David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel. And he came to the house of the Lord and worshiped. If your Bible is yours, and it's not on your tab. Underline worship. If it's on your tab, highlight it in any way you can. Worship. Then he came to his own house, and when he had required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Next verse. Then the servant said unto him, What is this thing that you have done? Thou did fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou did rise and eat bread. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now that he's dead, wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Amen. And David comforted Bathsheba and his wife, and he went into her and lay with her, and bare son and called his name Solomon. And the Lord loved him. Mm. Hallelujah. What a very powerful story. Thank you, choir. God bless you. Have your seat this morning. Hallelujah. Let me start by saying that don't miss next Sunday and invite somebody for next Sunday. Next Sunday, by the grace of God, we'll be answering questions. It's the last Sunday of the year. Any question, when we preach or we teach like this, we don't have the opportunity to have feedback from people about the questions they might want to ask or the contributions they might want to make. So, by the grace of God, we'll be doing that next Sunday. I might even start from Wednesday. So, start sending in your questions. Send it to HOD, page, website, and I will ask them, please, media, help me look for a number, WhatsApp number, 
that questions can be sent to that will be projected at the end of the service. So, when they project the number, everybody copy the number, send questions. You don't need to put your name. Just make sure they are qu real questions. <laughs> okay? <laughs> of course, we will see. see. So, I don't, have, I don't have to answer every, everything. But, but, but we will try and answer as many questions as possible, both first service and second service. We just rush. It will be a very powerful service because in answering questions, you will hear things that are are peculiar to you things that are uh, specific so i'm asking everybody i know people have started traveling at the end of the year but those of you that are around keep inviting people many of you come to you don't always invite people to church in 2021 if you are not a soul winner it won't be a very good thing to do amen i said something the last time we have one more sunday to the end of the year there are people listening to me now you have never invited anybody to church all through 2020 now you are getting ready to pray 31st of December and start saying, oh God, the new year. The Bible says over every soul that repents, there is rejoicing in heaven. You have never given them any reason to rejoice and you want them to bless your life in 2021. Well, I'm not saying they will not, but I'm just wondering whether that's a very good bargain, whether that's a good exchange. The good thing is always that you still have some about 10, 11 days to the end of the year. Are you going to do something? When will that Sunday come that somebody will be in church because of you? So 52 Sundays have passed now. Some people have never. And you have just one more Sunday. I just hope you will say to yourself and challenge yourself, okay, you know what? If I didn't do it well at the beginning, this last Sunday I'm going to do the right thing. That's a prophetic message for somebody before you start praying about watch night service. The most spiritual hour on, on, on earth is uh, quarter to 12, 31st night. Everybody prays that time. I say God will hear more prayer at that time than ever before. Dates don't move God. It moves men. Hallelujah. What nice service is always very powerful. It's always filled up everywhere. It's always, so it's going to be the same thing this year. But you see, by the time you are coming to pray, come to pray because you've done certain things. So I'm asking you right now, not next Sunday is the last Sunday of the year. Make sure that, okay, Lord, at least I will invite somebody to church. Just one Sunday. So I can enter the new year, at least say something to God that, well, I did something. I just hope somebody will just hear and do that. Okay. Hallelujah. Why did the Bible call David a man after God's heart? And God expects his people to react in a different way. When Jesus was walking on earth physically, all his reactions shocked his disciples. He never behaved the way many people expected him to. And Jesus is still doing the same thing now. Not following the normal expectation. So David was a remarkable man in the Bible. And I just want to share briefly, just a little. We started talking about worship for service. So the Bible says, David, we all know the story, committed adultery with Bathsheba. And Bathsheba gave back to his son. And the boy was sick. And they came to tell David that the boy was sick. And he began to fast and pray. He prayed for about seven days. Don't let this child die, Lord. Don't let this child die, Lord. And he kept praying. But after seven days of fasting, the child died. You have not started your Christian journey until you pray. 
when you hold on to God and sing to God and love God because everything is fine, heaven, heaven will not rate you. You are rated when you call Jesus light in the darkness when your life is indeed in darkness. You don't hear what I've just said. And you see, the training you are giving as you are coming into Christianity, when you give your life to Christ, the kind of message you are exposed to, the kind of teaching, they will produce just like what to eat, you will look like what to eat. If you eat well, you look well, and so forth. The same thing. The kind of message that you listen to. I say this, and it, it's, it's painful. Probably more than 50% of Christians across the world, God is good because he does what is good to you. God is good does not mean everything God does will look good to you. Did somebody hear that? Now, I don't want people quiet this morning. Did you hear what I've just said now? Hallelujah. God is good. Whether you consider what he's doing as good or not. Is that understood? That God is good does not mean everything he will do to you will look good. God is good, but God disciplines at times. In this discipline, he is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. The Bible said, the one that slew great and mighty king for his mercy endures forever. He killed all the king of Bashan for his mercy endures forever. That doesn't tally. His mercy endures forever does not mean that the mercy cannot kill. Are you, are you at home this morning? Praise the Lord. I'm saying that to say something. I see too many Christians. So I'm talking about worship. Once things don't go their way, oh, the, oh God, I have seen believers threatening God because somebody died in their family. They prayed I should not die and he died. And so what? Nobody has ever spoken to you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood before Nebuchadnezzar and said, Wherefore, O King Daniel chapter 3, we are not careful to answer you in this, to answer you in this matter. Our God is able to deliver us. Even if he will not deliver us, we are not bowing. That is a deeper faith. A faith that says, God is able to save. God is able to heal. God is able to meet my need. Even if he doesn't meet my need, it changes nothing. Can I hear amen? This is where a true worshiper begins his life from. Thank God for the ability of God. But when it looks as if God is not coming for... Are you ready? Like, like I, I said to somebody not too long ago, we make a miracle. Some of those people wrote those kind of talk. People, people write songs at times out of a very deep experience, deep sorrow. That's who uh, uh, miracle worker, promise keeper. Do you call Jesus light in the darkness? You sing it because everywhere light is lifted up. You are happy. But will you sing the same song when everything suddenly looks dark? Can you worship him as your king and adore him and bless him and be whistling to church and still be glad when they say unto you, let us go to the house of God, even though it does not look as if God has been fair to you. But in the real sense of it, can God be unfair to any living soul? That your life at all is part of the fairness of God. Are you with me? So, the child became sick. Ah. Many of you will know the person I'm talking about, and I don't want to. Uh, one of the 
singers in America, one of the groups, best worship group, one of their worship leaders left and started questioning God. It, it bothers me why people do that. Because he lost somebody. Oh, people have lost more people. Kai. They stoned Paul one day and he died. The disciples gathered around him and he got up at 14 or 15. He got up and he began to pray from the very spot where they stoned him. If we don't tell you this hard part of Christianity, you are going to be milk and biscuit Christian. And there are many of them around. Why is he whining on his bed at home? I pray to God, I should not lose that job. Now I lost it. Lord, I will backslide. Backslide. Who are you talking to? See, God is not a title. It's amazing. And, and some preachers are helping them. See, I, I know you have question. You know you should question God. He is an unquestionable person. The Bible should be, your example should be from the Bible. David fasted for seven days. You have not even done seven days fasting. Oh Lord, don't let this child die. Finally, the child died. Even the elders were afraid. They saw the trauma. They, they, they saw the trauma. They saw the, the, the travail of his soul when the child was sick. And they were like, this one that nearly killed himself when we said the child was sick. If we should tell him that the boy is dead, now he will die right away. But they said, oh God, the boy don't die. They were shocked. He got up. Oh, cast season. The first thing David did was to go and worship. Oh, yeah. Hey, pain, pain can be the most precious substance that you can use to worship God. All of you here, honestly, when I was coming out uh, during worship, I was just thinking, I was at the back during worship, I was thinking, maybe I should just not preach because I just able to go and listen to the message of the first service. If you have not, as soon as, because I have said a lot for service. This is just the dots on there. Listen to the message of the first service. Where I said that worship is not songs. And the first person to worship in the Bible was Abraham, Genesis 22. The first time worship was mentioned in the Bible. There was no song connected. Worship means my life belongs to you. Everything I have, everything I have, belong, you can't be wrong. You can't be wrong. When I don't understand you, I will still worship you and declare that you are good and your mercy endures forever. My songs are not in the light. My songs are not in the time when you are good. When I don't understand what you are doing, when it looks as if you are against me, that was what Jeremiah or Job got. And said, don't exclude me, I will yet. Some people got to a point, and that was what happened. God must have been looking at David. See, that worship of that day, that David did, in his pain was what produced Solomon. Bible says our God is a God of knowledge. By him, actions are weighed. Give me that scripture. Is that 2 Samuel, 1 Samuel 3, 1 Samuel 3, 2, or is it 2, 3? Our God is a God of knowledge. I want us to read. <laughs> Do you know that words don't move God? I said they are coming from your heart. Lord, my life belongs to you. You are singing a song. Everything belongs to you. Even though you are wearing an expensive, you can't even dance with an expensive clothes. You can't touch the ground in worship because you are wearing gilly or something expensive. And you are saying that, Lord, I just, I know, I just, <laughs> please give me 1 Samuel 2, 1 Samuel 2, 3, or 3, 2. That's the one of the two. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Media, you are wasting my time. Hallelujah. Can somebody help me with my Bible, please? 
Okay. Talk no more exceedingly, proudly. Let no, not arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. By him, can we say it together? Say it loud. I love you, Lord. I lift my hands to all. It's watch, watching. Actions are weighed. <laughs> but when they sat in the office, it took her three weeks before he started coming to church back. The conclusion is that actually you don't love if you are just saying it with your mouth. You pray, Lord, don't let this guy break up with me. He broke up and you are bitter for a long time. Listen. <laughs> I don't want to go back. See, get for service. If you truly believe, you truly believe that your mom came from God, belongs to God, you will pray when she's not feeling fine. God forbid, I'm just saying, if she goes, if you truly believe, that your mom came from God and she belongs to God, then you will never complain when she's taken. Because she's not yours. The reason why you get angry when something is taken away from yourself, you believe that it is yours. My son, my daughter, my job, my car, my everything. Actions are weighed. One day, see, if you don't know secrets of men, I will tell you, one day, Pastor Chris Oyakilome, he was driving many years ago to go and check two members of the church. He said that robbers stopped him on the way. They dragged him down from the car and took away the car. He continued to walk on his leg to go and check those two members. And he got to the house. He didn't tell them, when they escorted him, Pastor, where is your car? That was when he told them that it was taken on the way. They were like, and you still came, and so what? Listen, the Bible says, first commandment, thou shalt have no other God. Once something comes between you and God, it has become your God. And any blessing you receive can easily try to manipulate you into you worshipping the blessing. Oh Lord, give me a child. Now you have the child, you have no time for God again. And you are not praying today, my child was crying, and everything. There is that competition. And you must not worship any other God. Hallelujah. But then, what I share with them first is that worship is better offered in a time of pain. I, I, I define for them, you can't worship in, in, you can't worship in a convenient way. Worship is never convenient. It is cast and it is expensive. It is cast. That was how David said, I will never offer to God what will cost me nothing. Those who understand this dimension, anything they want to give to God must be very costly. Yes. I give an example. See, you are singing in your house because you are happy. It's okay. They enjoy that in heaven also, but it's the lowest level. The day a wrong letter is given to a sack letter, a bad medical report, and you turn away from the doctor and your answer up, you are the reason why I live my... That one on heaven will stand. I don't know why. It's, it's like it's an acknowledgement of the fact that, Lord, no matter what, I belong to you. That's in the book of Revelation chapter 4. The elders will remove their crown. And I will go back to the story of David. They will put their crown at the feet of God and worship. There were two things that made them elders. They had the throne and they had crown of gold on their head. None of them ever worship God without removing that crown and placing it on the floor. Everybody listening to you, you have a crown in your life and you have a throne you sit on. If you cannot offer God those two things, it is not worship. 
So 99% of what we call worship in the church is not worship. So for Abraham, he said, bring thy only son, Isaac. And then he climbed mountain for three days to go and sacrifice his only son. When he got to the mountain, God said that now I know. I, Genesis 22, and that led to something. As he wanted to slay the boy, then he saw a ram caught. Worship will open your eyes to things that you can never see naturally. Sorry, can somebody help me my handkerchief, please? Let me, let me show you. You know the story of Abraham, but let me show you something about David. Second Samuel chapter 15. Second Samuel chapter 15. I think verse, let's start from, Second Samuel 15, let's start from verse 20 something. Second Samuel 15, thank you. I want to go to play where the Bible said that David got to the mountain of the Lord where he used to worship. I just remember that scripture now. Thank you. The Bible says, And David went up by the ascent of Mount Olivet and wept as he went up. <laughs> and he covered his face and he went barefoot and all the people were with him. And he covered every man. Now, next verse. And one told David that Ahitophel is part of the conspirator. And he said, I pray. Next verse. Now I want, okay. It came to pass when David was come to the top of the mountain where he worshipped. Behold, Ushai the archer came to him, which is called rent upon his head. Next verse. And David said, if you pass with me, then thou shalt be a burden to me. If you return to the city and say to Absalom, I am for you and so on, and help me defeat the counsel of Ahitophel. Now, everybody look up. This is very, for time, I don't, have, I don't want to read the whole story. This is very, very, very deep story. So Absalom had taken over the throne from his father, and the father was running away. And every good person in town started joining David. Started joining David. Have you ever heard about the father? The race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. The Bible says time and chance, they happen to them. Everybody was leaving town, joining David. Something happened at the end. He was accepting all of them. They were joining him. Some were bringing clothes. Then the guy came. And David looked at that guy and said, that, You, mm -mm, you are not going to follow me. When I get to the heart of this message, I will tell you how you can know 100% what you should put your money into and what you should never put your money into. How you can know ahead of time which relationship will break and which one will not work. He said, There is a light inside every Christian that guides you. Many times it is covered by self. And when we don't worship, we cannot see. David said to this guy, you go back to the palace. And he said, defeat Ahitophel for me. Ahitophel was David's counselor and was part of the conspirators. So David, how did he know that Ahitophel would be offering counsel by the time the guy would be getting And how did he know that this guy should not follow, he should go to the palace? The Bible says, he got to the mountain where he worshipped. His eyes were open, and he saw that among those who are following me, tell this one to go back. When this one goes back, it's not needed here. When he gets to town, he will help you. And as that guy was getting to town, truly, Absalom was just giving, Ahitophel was just giving Absalom an instruction, an idea that will kill David. He said, right now, let me gather soldiers and let's go. He said, your father will not lodge with the people. Your father will be separate. And he gave a, an exact description of where David will be. And Ushai walked in and said, you know, he has seen David. When he heard what Ahitophel said, he knew that, Chai, if they move, they will get David. He said, no, 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 no. Your father is wiser than that. And he deprogrammed the whole thing, went this way, this way, and he defeated the council of Ahitophel. How did David know? Now, this is the issue. Before Achai came, 
David said, Lord, somebody just ran after him and said, Sir, Ahitophel is one of the, as if the sorrow was not enough. Somebody just said, Ahitophel is one of the conspirators. And David said, A child, of all the people that are against me, I do have a But this one you mentioned is a problem. And he looked up and said, Oh God, help me turn the counsel of Ahitophel to foolishness. For that guy knows me more than another person. If anybody can finish me, Ahitophel can. As soon as he finished praying, the Bible said he got to a mountain where he worshipped. And his eyes were opened that the prayer I prayed just now, this guy is the answer. It is not about us praying. It is about you recognizing an answer to your prayer when you pray. Recognizing an answer is a more important part than praying. The widow of Zarephath, every day Elisha was passing by. Her husband saw an ordinary man. Her eyes were open to recognize that the baby we are trusting God for is inside this man. They had a room that they never used in their house. It didn't cost them anything to give Elijah the room. Elijah came to the room and he gave them the child. When you finish praying and answers are passing you by, do you recognize it? Lord, I want a godly man. There is a wedding you will attend. There is a conference. There is a seminar. That godly man is there. It might be the one you will not attend. God is always faithful that as soon as we pray, he begins to answer. But many times we miss the answer. When Abraham took finished worshiping, he told the guy, he said, Wait here, I am going to worship alone. Worship is a painful experience, it is a total surrender. I said a lot about that for service. Total surrender, total recognition that my life, my resources, everything belongs to God. It's a language of not as I will, but as you will, Lord. It is when you worship on Sunday, it means that that Sunday service, you have done exactly what God has asked you to do. You might be in choir and the Lord might say that for that Sunday, before you join your choir, you say, come very early enough and help them arrange chairs. Everyone records that as worship. He said, I, I gave an example for service and I should just give it a, please listen to the message. Listen to the message. Early days of the church, we were just very few then. Maybe like 15, 16 people and it was a very bad Sunday for me. I, 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 I fasted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, praying that would be 15 church. And I got to church, we were just about 14. It was very painful. Service ended and I was going home in a very depressed manner. And then I managed to buy rice at TFC. And when they, and I, that was the only consolation I had. Going home, I was caught with Shola then and I got to the house. As I entered the uh, uh, Malo there, the full and there, the daughter was at the gate. She sat on the floor there with her hijab and everything. And I heard the voice of the Lord, the voice of worship. Give that food to that girl. That was worship. Honestly speaking, if God had said I should buy her five plates this following day, I would have done it with joy. It would have been easier for me than that one. Because I had many things I was battling. Oh God. When I hear these statements, I'm battling things. I'm this one. Those are the moments that the Spirit of God is knocking the door of your heart that offer worship now. There is a song you can sing in your car. It will make more sense in heaven than 37 songs that you sing elsewhere. Somebody might just take away your phone. And what heaven says that worship us right now. And you are thinking about it. Samsung. Samsung. Uh, 20. Note 20 Ultra. Ah! It's as if they took your liver. You're hungry. And the Lord says, can you lift up your hands in worship and begin to praise me? Because your flesh is torn at that time, it ascends to heaven. 
You want to ask Abraham how he felt when he was taking Isaac with him? And the boy did not help the matter. He said, my father, I see fire, I see wood. Where is the ram? I was like, you are the ram. <laughs> he said, the Lord will provide for himself. And when they go to that mountain and God saw an expression of worship, he opened his eyes to see. See, the king is not interested in taking away anything from you. What he wants is your total recognition that every money you have, every car, every strength, every breath, every cloth belongs to him and that if he says, daughter, I need this, there's nothing you can hold back from the king. Once you pass that test, you are made forever. And you know what? It will try you out from time to time. In the kingdom, you don't owe anything. You only have access. There are no kingdoms on earth again. A king owns everything. And that's what God wants. Just for you to say, yes, Lord. And if he takes anything from you, he multiplies it back. Worship is very deep. Please listen to for I don't want to go back to what I said about Lucifer's Jesus. I just want us to. So I I, I feel like ending here. I, I <laughs> the aspect of it I want to emphasize. I spoke a lot about different aspects, but this service is just that thing that is making a lot of believers weak. Oh, they waste a moment to worship God when things don't go their way. They begin to complain and they get angry. Some get depressed. Jesus did not say that painful experiences will not come. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. When Paul wrote about the Lord himself shall descend with the voice of an archangel, he said, don't sorrow the way others sorrow who have lost people. It grieves me that Muslims that I know, they undo the death of a lost, they, they undo the death of a loved one more than Christ. It's amazing. And I asked some of them, they are not even sure of resurrection. There's no hope of, they don't know. Yet they, and they will just say, and you see Christians angry, even though they know why I pray for that person. There's no guarantee that every sick person you pray for will be healed. God can heal all of them. The question is, if it does not happen that way, what are you going to do? When you stand by faith for that contract and you make all the confession, all the prayer, you even give seed, and a day does not come your way, what do you do? You know, it is very hard gospel to say, oh, Khalif, realms that people have walked in. The story I told you of that Ghanaian boy, remember I, I mentioned it again not too long ago, when people will come and sleep with his mom, rape the man, he was there three, four years, old, five years. For years, he kept watching people, I mean, having tackles with his mom. And some of them will rape the mom. Sometimes two men or the woman or the, at the same time, because she needed money. Then they were staying in someone's garage and the professor will come from his room in the night and he will beat the mom, rape house, and he was dead. It was too much for him that he had to run away. His life was just, and he became a garage boy. And then, when he was teaching, he was teaching this message in America. I was shocked. People in the church couldn't take it again. When he told what is, the mom will be so raped by men, she will be torn. It will be the one that will be showing up the mom and trying to treat the mom. As a young boy, the trauma was too much. And who changed his life? One woman, wealthy woman, spirit-filled woman, that God told, you will not have your child. That boy is your child. When she raised him and he got to a particular time, she became sick and she was dying. He had become an evangelist then, after finishing from school. He wanted to go and pray for her at the hospital. The woman said, no, I already saw Jesus smiling and telling me to come. My time is up. 
He said, the only assignment I've been given in life was to look for you and take care of you. I have done my part. Continue from here. And she died. No child of her own. If God tells some people that it's not my plan that you marry, they will die. I say, I now die. The only sense of the story of the potter and the clay is that I am the potter, you are the clay. Whatever I form you into, can you accept it? But you know, God doesn't even tell many people that don't mind. He doesn't say all those things. He might tell a few selected people, but he doesn't say that. But little, little things. Ah, if they lay down their crown, what do we do with our clothes and want to worship? For some, ordinary to raise hand in the church. That hand is there because somebody made them to be there. You can't raise them. One minute you are tired. But you can raise your voice about every other thing. And then, oh, now we are singing that, Lord, you know, there is nothing between me and God. And he's asking Michael, that's what he, is he talking about us? Even your guiding angel will be like, I can mention 99 things between you and God. They are there like that. Lord, you own everything. I offer you everything. But you and God know that there are things in your life that God dare not talk about. They are so dear to you. You are a worshiper. The day there is nothing in your life that the king cannot demand for. Say you need... <laughs> I told you a story. I know the funny things that he had asked me the same thing before. It's amazing. I am not attached to the church. Only for me to be talking to a person one day and he said, that, he said, he said God has asked him the same thing also. As soon as they started going in Koinonia and they were buying equipment and things were happy, he was worshipping one day and God said, my son, if I say I want the fellowship and you should resign and go and become a member of a church somewhere where nobody knows you, all these are possible, can your Bible ends right now? Will you do it? It was painful. He said, after some day, he said to the Lord, like, yes, Lord, if that's what you want. Not even church will come between you and I. It's a circumcision. People like Baba, they are not, it's a circumcision. See, the day somebody wrote, there was an elder redeemed that time who said he was going to hell and wanted to take other people to go to hell with him. So people are funny. In the early days of redeem, Pastor Ribbon was the most active young man in the church that time. And the man wrote a letter to him. There was no negative name. He didn't call him. Useless boy, idiot. And he took the letter and ran to the G.O. then. Parking down on me, the founder of redeem. And he said, Daddy, look at what elders also wrote about me. He told Pagdami, we called the man, we pointed the background, we said, eh, hey. He said, Baba said, you know, Adebo, you know, I cannot read, read it to me. You know, you know how you will read that kind of letter maliciously. He said, he was pronouncing those words very well. He said, Adebo, you are stupid. Baba was drinking orange and was listening. When he finished, he said, is that all? He said, yes, sir. He said, go to his house and beg him. <laughs> I think he said, he opened the door of the car and he sat at the back he thought he was at the front <laughs> that level of confusion then he said that he was in the car for about 30 minutes he couldn't move he was like ah Baba he said yes go and beg him that, that is what I will say he went to the man's house the man came I know but he told he told that he was a young man that he thought they had come to beat him the man was afraid and he just went straight on his face that was worship any obedience to God in pain. There is a kind of sweet smelling that that thing gives heaven. 
that no other thing can give them. I believe that must have been the day that God told the Jew that that's the youngest pastor, but it's going to be the next Jew. This thing is not fasting and prayer at times, so. Worship is deeper than that. It's expensive. When David got up that day, I remember I said, our God is a God of knowledge by him, actions are weighed. As God was watching, imagine God standing with all the angels. So, he says to one, let the child die. So the child died. So all of them were watching David. What's going to do next? And David got up, and they found David in the temple. Ah, bless you, Lord. Ah, God told the angel that don't you think we should give this guy the wisest from the same woman came Solomon and he went ahead of everybody to become the next king, the same woman temporarily God can close a door to watch your action all these songs to me is it because you are healthy is it because you prosper supposing there is a door you are knocking and, it's the, and you are believing God for the breakthrough if we shut it down what are you going to do are you going to abuse us are you going to get angry? Resent God? Withdraw? Or threaten God? Or every day be sending words to him? I don't know the benefit of serving you. Everything you say I should do, I do. I've been following you. I sing to you. I study your word. I study you. You, Papa. I, I, every day you are, those are the things you are saying. How many people have reached a point where God can never offend you again? You've reached a point where you can't be offended at God. He can't offend you. No matter what he does, you live to praise him and to give him praise. Then you have become a worshiper. How many people that there is nothing you possess right now? I know that when I say that, some people, their heart will start doing gigi because you have maybe one very nice car. And you're like, well, Lord, if you want me to sing overnight, I will. But don't talk about that one. <laughs> oh, you have a landed property. The apostles got to this. Those who had land sold them and they brought the money. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that they got to a point where they walked over any other thing. God and God alone. When you do that, Peter said we have left all to follow. He said, whosoever has left houses, he said we have hundredfold. He dashes them back. Satan just said to Jesus, if you bow down to worship me, I will give you the whole world and the kingdom. Worshippers still possess everything when you worship. It does something to God when you prove to him by your action that truly he is God and you are a subject who belong to him. It does something to him. Hallelujah. And he seeks that from us. That's my message this morning. Scan through your life right now. He says, shall the clay argue with the potter? How many times do we do that? Ah, I tell myself every now and then. <laughs> many years ago, when I told her what the Lord said I should do, she cried. And when she started crying, she made me to cry. That's my wife. We just were going to buy this SUV. I think it was almost two million then. I borrowed one million from her. She got it from her bank. She works in a bank. I had about uh, no. I got, I borrowed five hundred from her. 
I had 500. Somehow there is this grace that works with me that if I want to buy something, once I have up to 30%, 40% of the money, I'll buy it. Um, I'm not saying you should do that. It's a personal grace. All the leaders, they know. Yes. Whether auditorium, personal things, or anything, I don't need to have more than 40% of anything. And I'm talking about buying from people. They fought that for the second character that came from allergy. He had never seen me before. I said, how much is this car? He mentioned them. I said, this is how much I have right now. And I'm going to pay this amount. I'm going to take away this car. He said, the guy opened his mouth. He said, elderly man. <laughs> he was like, are you all right? And this is the funny thing. As we're there dragging this, somebody came in and they went to pay the full money into account. I brought the bank teller to him. He rejected it, but he gave me the car. He said, the only thing is I will not give you the original receipt. I said, I don't need receipt to be driving around. Only do ask for receipt. They asked for vehicle and sex. So, <laughs> I went and I said, sir, in three months, I'll pay you back. I said, I'll pay this amount next month, next month, next month. As I was driving away, the man was looking at me like this. <laughs> and in three months, I paid him. Supernatural, I was As I was leaving, a friend called. He said, what's happening? I said, I'll call you back. I'm driving. I said, I will send something happened to your car. I said, yes. I just got this one. I told him the whole story. Ah, he said, okay, I'm sending 300,000. And that was it. So this one also just woke up to that. I was meeting the man for the first time. He said, 1.8 million. I said, okay, I have 1 million here. I'm going to pay you and I'm going to take the car. He said, okay. I said, that's funny. I said, well, what do you want me to say? Okay, your wife works in the bank. Can she write a position check using the banker's check? I said, that will do for So we did. He said, okay, you can take the car. So as I was going home, I parked the car at home. Two times in the night, I went to look at the car, the beauty. You know that kind of thing? In the, in the night, the sleep will not come. <laughs> I just said, wow. That was, I, that was the only car that I bought, that I drove home myself. Every other car, I those who are very close to me, I made the transfer. I don't see. Sometimes I don't see. I was in the bag. I paid for one car. It was Paul. All these will go and carry it. They will drive you around before me. Because attachment for anything, I have lost it. I lost it on that first one. I drove it myself. I was looking at the road. You know, you were enjoying it. And I got home. And it was a Friday. On Sunday, I brought it to church. No plate number, nothing. On Monday, I heard the voice of God and he mentioned a particular person. And I said, go and give the person the car. Giving was not what paid me. I had 800,000 more to pay. Because I told the guy that I will pay in three months. So I'll be paying for what I cannot see. So I called my wife and I said, this is what the Lord has said. She just said, ah, how long? We gave something like this not too long ago. She just started crying. They think God's man. I just so when I got that place, I just dropped the key, told the gate man of the person, tell him I said, This is my name and my phone number inside the car. I just put it there and dropped the key. And I left. And I called for a cab to come and pick me and to take me back home. And I stood. From that day, any connection to any car. There's nobody around me that does not drive my car, no matter the car. It was just cut off. And getting the car has been cheaper than pure water since that time. This song I sing, it all belongs to you. The first year of the church, somebody who started with us said that God has called him to start another church and he was supposed to be assisting me then. And the Spirit of God said that you must not get into offense. So he announced the day of his inauguration. I went to do a wedding with a friend whose mother was a millionaire then. She bought a very expensive suit for the two of us. I only wore it as the best man on that day. The shoe, the shirt, the tie, the shoe, everything. 
the Lord said that to also show that you have blessed him and released him, give him that suit, the shirt, the tie, the trouser, the shoe. And I gave, and that was what he wore on the day of his inauguration. And I was just wearing one of the old suits that I did like, and I sat at the back. It's our heart. It will try us. And I attended the, inaugura- the inauguration with joy. Rejoiced there and went back home. When I tell people around me not to get into offense, there are things that we have seen that we tell you. Whatever we have gotten from those things, seven days of dry fasting cannot get it. Do you think, do you really, really think that empty stomach empowers God? No. The principle behind fasting is that you are depriving yourself. The greatest deprivation is not to abstain from food. If some of the things you are attached to, you are attached to them, God said no. Yes. In my test of able tomorrow, that leave your phone and don't look at your phone for one day. Because you are attached to Facebook. That's why you have never heard the voice of God before. The day you leave your phone for one day, put it inside your cupboard and lock it up. You will start hearing God's direction. Because you are attached to many things. What do you own that you have become the owner? My wife, my son. I will never forget. Pastor Deboe's son was sick and he was dying. He said there was no formula, pray, prayer formula he did not use. The Lord is very, God is amazing. So, you know, as he was praying, he just heard the voice of God. And God said that, you've been saying, heal my son. That's why it's not healed, it's your son. Immediately he got up and he said, Lord, heal your son. And the boy became well. What is costing not? Why, no, sometimes we read the Bible we see how simple the promises are we look at our lives and they are very far from us God cannot be lying something is wrong somewhere sometimes we want the gift of the spirit even for selfish reasons the opposite of the cross is self and worship means that my will Jesus God dear he said that ah let this cup pass over me me, me I don't want this cup he said but nevertheless not as I will but as you will as you will. I sat last year, I saw over 500,000 people at the experience who came to worship. I think deeply than how many people look at things. And I remember the Pastor Paul told us, God frustrated his traveling plan. He lived abroad, his father was a popular senator in Nigeria, Pastor Paul had a father, he lived abroad for a while, came back to Nigeria, all of a sudden he could not travel again. Embassy, everything shut down against him. It was out of that frustration that I was praying one day and God told her, don't travel anywhere. Be a pastor. As soon as you obey God, all international doors. See how many foreigners come to there. Now, they have also rock in London. They have also rock in America. Woe unto him that strives with his maker. I want to live in UK. I want to live in UK. UK, UK. And God said, stay back here. Worship. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. How many worshippers are here? Nothing in my life that you cannot have, Lord. Nothing in my life. When you are coming to church on Sunday or Wednesday, ask God, what do you want me to do today? Don't give an offering traditionally. Ask God what you should. You don't need a day that they say church is raising money or something. You don't need it. Ask God every Sunday, what do I do? 
You might wake up one morning, you are coming to and God says that that shirt over there, take it along. There is a guy I'm going to show you in church who has been wearing the same shirt for six weeks. Give him. When you do that, they mark on that day that you just worship on that day. That's your worship. The song is not your worship that day, it's that act. God said, I take extra 1,000. I will show you two people. What come to them and give them that transport fee? That obedience, which ordinarily you wouldn't do. That's a place. You might be driving them and go myself and wait behind. Pick two people. Don't drop them along their way, along your way. Drop them in their house. He can say, What I want from you is that this family, they are two children. They are young and they need to be coming to church. Yours is that every Sunday, go and pick them in their house and bring them to church. And anytime you are cruising with them to church, angels are rejoicing that this is a what that to them that is a fragrance of your worship coming up. It's not the song you sing, it's that thing they are looking at. You see, I'm like every other person. God helped me early in life. I got born again very early in life. So things like uh, moving around with ladies just never happened to me. God helped me. But I was still like, I used to play ball a lot. I was one of the fastest runners in my school. Anything sports, and I started driving very, very early in life. So when I finished writing SSC, there was a church using Gateway Hotel. Gateway Hotel was the finest hotel in Abiyokut at that time. And it could be led to Sherati in that sense, that time. And the church was meeting there. Beautiful atmosphere. Churches did not have ACs that time. What was AC? But it wasn't like that in those days. But this one, because they were using Gateway, they had everything. So my mom just got a new car. My father just got a new car. So my father got a latest Benz that time. And it was local government chairman. So on Sunday... At times, we would go with the official car to the church. So I had the Benz and the other car. I could choose anyone. So my friends were living in an estate. The three of my friends would come and we would dress. We love God so much, but we also love Ephesi. We'll cruise to our church, we'll park outside, and then, you know, worship, we'll have a good time, and then we'll go home. All of us. We'll even be discussing the message in the car. And I was going one day, and the church, Shrem, they were starting just inside the estate, in the classroom of a school inside the estate. And I heard the voice of the Lord. This is the last Sunday that you go to that AC church well dressed up. From next Sunday, tell your friends, this is your church. No drum sets, no keyboard, no nothing. Many of you have never heard this aspect of my life before. My sister, probably she's watching, her husband is here, ask her. They only have this drum that you be with two hands. I became the drummer. We're just about seven or eight in the church. A lady was interpreting for the pastor, Pastor Louis in Kencho. He's probably in Lagos now. He read linguistics. He was supposed to go to Russia. He forsook all and he came to serve in the church under Bishop Mayokonko. Pastor Louis is, is Igbo. He could not speak Yoruba and the lady was frustrating him. He will be preaching this way. This guy will be messing up his message and be laughing. After service, I just said, sir, can I interpret? Now, we were not really brought up in deep Yoruba like that. I wasn't sure I could do it. But out of passion, how can this woman be doing this to a man of God? And I said, sir, from next Sunday, I will interpret for you. And God helped me. I did it so well. For one year, six months, I was his interpreter. And we had a fellowship that we had been doing in the estate before he came. Things happened along the line. 
he just started saying negative things about the fellowship. Then he will be attacking some of the men of God that I love so much from the pulpit. And I was the interpreter. And I continued to interpret. And I continued to interpret. I don't think I've ever told choir this, this story before. So I played drums well. Even though I was beating rubbish. But they were enjoying it. <laughs> there was no better superstar around to play. So I was doing it. And then I was the interpreter. Anytime I was not around, I was just, I don't let secondary student about going to UI. So I was not, not even in the level yet. Anytime I was not around, I was the one preaching in church. Gateway Hotel. That is where Radisson, Radisson Hotel is there now. They turned out there to Radisson. It was painful. I missed that experience. Beautiful chairs. What does God want from you? What does he want from you? What are you holding back? There are people listening to me all through 2020. You have refused to join world force. And you want to enter 2021 that way also. What is the king asking for? What are the talents that you possess that you have used, you refused bluntly to use for him? There are things going on in the church. You know you can do better. You will refuse to do anything. Don't want to stay by yourself. How long? How long? How long? When they say a church has a need, you have money you have kept somewhere. You are keeping it. As people that are sick at the wit end of their life, nothing matters. They want to leave. One of the ex-presidents of Nigeria, when his wife was dying, told the doctor that if you bring her back to life, I'll give you a blank check. But the blank check didn't work. It is true. A worship. Sometimes when they call is made that we are getting this all like, like conference coming, so people feel it. But you brush it aside. Don't do what is convenient for you anytime it has to do with God. Don't see, sit down in a comfortable position and say you are singing to him. Worship is not convenient. David understood the principle. He didn't say about that sacrifice only. He said, I will not offer God to God what will cost me nothing. When it is God, it has to cost me something. Because he owns my life. He owns my life. He owns my life. At that small estate, we're doing a program and we do not have chairs. So an Anglican church close by, that would be like from here to, let's say, from here to Allen Roundabout. Yes, something like that. So the Anglican church was here, the venue was under, and they offered us 250 chairs, plastic chairs. And there was no car. My parents went out with their cars and something happened last night. There was no car to go. Myself and my friend just pulled like 20 on our head and went about three times carrying the chair to the venue from that place. I was a young, fine boy at that time. Who used to cruise his father's beds around the estate. But when it was time to lay aside all that, roll your sleeve and do that, I did it. And you know what? I'm still always looking forward to what the king will say. That Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? They make you a star general in the kingdom. There is a wealth that cannot be explained that will come to you if you only obey heaven to find out what exactly they wanted to do. You won't do any other thing. That thing will shake you, but it's you know this is exactly what the Lord wants me to do. 
What that does, it opens you to a Your eyes are open as a worshiper. You cross to a realm that you can never go back again. Things are happening at that realm in a way that you cannot explain. Yes. Portals are open unto to come into another realm. You hear come up higher. And this opportunity is given to every saint. But many times we hold on to things. We hold on to things. That's why we say they overcame by the blood by the word of their testimony. They love not their lives even unto death. They love not their lives even unto death. They are not afraid. I have died many times this way in this sense before. And I found out that resurrection, death is just a passage to resurrection. It's not an end. If the Lord circumcises your heart, it's to take you to another level. Very true. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. The woman that said God said to her that 50% of your money belongs to me. She hasn't died since then. And we see how rich she is right now. A woman of God was talking to me one day. And God told her that offering every Sunday must be according to your age. She's 56 now. So every session, she, if she attends four services on Sunday, she will give 56,000 four times. Those are the people who have asked God, what do I offer you? Not what I feel I should do. What do I offer you? Have you ever asked God the best time he wants you to pray? You, you select, you make decisions as if you own yourself. Wake up in the morning, 7 o'clock is convenient for you. Have you asked God, when do you want an appointment between me and you every day, Lord? And he says, son, 12 to 12.30. Those who hear instructions like that, your prayer life will be different. The one who made you understand your configuration, what I know that person. What are you, the Lord says that the time I prefer to meet with you is 12 midnight. And you are praying 7 a.m. in the morning. Let's rise. Oh, Lord Jesus. I have to stop here. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Just give him praise. Is someone blessed this morning? Oh, Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless all the hearers. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.